Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. A fantasy. Today's episode is brought to you by Flex Fantasy, and they want me to relay a message to you that they have cracked open the game of fantasy football to all. When you sign up for a free account and download the Flex Fantasy app, you can import all your teams from all your leagues across multiple platforms that you play on. Spice up your fantasy playing experience by challenging league mates or strangers off the street to a fantasy matchup no matter how or where they play. And put your money where your mouth is by placing a wager on your head-to-head matchup. It doesn't matter if you are on Yahoo and your opponent is on Sleeper. You can import your teams to Flex Fantasy to face off. You can even make wagers on who you think will win between other challenges besides your own. So sign up for a free account and download the app to try it out at flex.fan. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. You will like me when I'm green. Welcome into the Cashing Friday here on the MD's Fantasy Football Show. We got a great show in store for you guys today. Thank you for tuning in live on our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to get all of our content. And you can always check us out on bellyup.tv. If you miss an episode, that's fine. Just catch us on demand when you download the Foxy Network app on LG, Samsung, Roku, and newly acquired on Amazon Fire Sticks. Also, just stay up to date with the show while you're on the go. When you download us on your favorite podcast app and give us a five-star review to really help us out. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. Join here with my partner in crime, Mr. Christopher Dowhower. Chris, are you ready to win some money today? I am ready to win some money, but I'm also ready to win some contests. Is this the last day that you could enter into this month's contest? It. This is, no, this is the first day of the October month. Today oh. is the giveaway of the John Randall jersey for the month of September. We had, I believe it was six total contestants that will be in the raffle today. We will spin that at the end of this nice. segment after we go through our DraftKings lineup cards and our values. And that person will win a John Randall autographed jersey. And to kick off the second half of the show, I'll announce what the October 
giveaway is going to be. But if you guys want to be able to sign up and be able to play, it does start this week. And what you got to do is either join us for free on DraftKings. Here's the link. It's always in the comments, wherever we are, at BellyUpMDFF Show on our YouTube feeds, pretty much everywhere you can get to it. We post it out quite frequently. That's why you should be following us on social media. Or you can go to flex.fan slash bellyupff. You go to Flex Fantasy, download the app. It's for free. All you have to do is take me on the MDFF show. And if you take me on head-to-head and you win, your name automatically gets in instead of taking on a bunch of people in a DraftKings tournament. So your choice, how you want to enter, one of those two ways. But that is what's going on. And that's why we have some winners for the month of September. And we are going to have another great giveaway for the month of October. Chris, it's... uh, it's going to be an interesting Sunday. And I had I looked at my lineup and um, got some really uh, key names, some, some contrarian names, I think, going in there, really pay down names because of the way I constructed my roster. So why don't we go ahead and just dive into it and just start off with our quarterbacks. Let's start with your quarterback first and foremost. So what did you do heading into this week where quarterback is really a, it's a bit of a question mark once you get down past a certain point? Yeah, and you also have a little bit limited of games where you have the 930 games aren't part of our slot. So we have, you know, a limited amount of games you're kind of selecting from. That's so the right. quarterback position. The London pick is not is not part of it. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So the quarterback position is definitely a slim pickings this week. And, and as we talked about in our other shows, you know, the quarterback position really hasn't been excelling as he wanted to. But there is one guy that has been excelling and it has no doubt been putting an MVP and fantasy relevant numbers as Lamar Jackson. I'm spending up for a game that I expect to be a shootout for the Buffalo Bills and the Ravens game. I know a lot of people are going to spend their money for, for Josh Allen. Josh Allen has a great matchup versus the Ravens defense, Buffalo's number one defense, but they have not seen Lamar Jackson. This guy is just basically lighting it up. He's running the ball at, you know, at a, with a great pace, but he's also back to throwing those touchdown passes like he was at MVP season. So the, the floor is there, the ceiling's there. I'm paying it up still for me, $8,300 for Lamar Jackson, a bargain. Well, they haven't seen Lamar Jackson, but also this Buffalo Bills defense is just getting banged up every single week. So this isn't the same Bills defense we saw in week one either. We do have a quick question coming in, and today's show is mostly about DFS and NFL draft picks, but if you guys have questions, we'll try to get to them if we can fit them in during the show. Shelly asked uh, Sutton, Christian Kirk, or Khalil Herbert in a flex spot. Well, first of all, I don't know if there's a wrong answer of the bunch. Quite frankly, those are three excellent options for the flex. I would have to say with David Montgomery being out, it would be Khalil Herbert for me, especially against the New York Giants. But what about you, Chris? It depends on what the scoring in the league is. It's a full point PPR. I might yeah. look at the receivers. But if it's a standard league, I'm, I'm with you. I'm going the running back to the standard league. But I like the full point or half point PPR of the receivers. Christian Kirk's got a great floor. But Portland Sutton's got a nice matchup and has been showing you nothing but production so far. It hasn't really been scoring touchdowns yet. I was going to say he's due for a touchdown, too, so keep that in mind. Go ahead, Shelly. Ultimately, you can't really make a wrong decision based on that. Yeah, we well, uh, got a little time, Shelly. Yeah. Uh, Chris, um, I, I paid up with you. I went $8,400. I took Josh Allen. I think there's only three quarterbacks you can go with if you actually have any real shot of winning a DFS tournament, maybe even a cash game this week, quite frankly. It's either paying up for Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, or Jalen Hurts. Anything outside of that is just a crapshoot because the way the quarterback matchups, along with the fact that there's been a lot of guys underachieving to begin with. So I think that's why you and me have the same mindset of we just had to pay up at the position. Yeah, and, and you know, talk about we'll get to some of our bargains. So I think there's guys that have some value, but to your point, there's not a whole lot of guys that have the upside 
even Jalen Hurts' upside is kind of limited. You know, this this team hasn't really played any great defense. The Jacksonville's been playing pretty good defense. So when you look at it, those two tour backs that are sitting very top expensive, but what they've been producing for you fantasy-wise is definitely worth it. Uh, Shelly just added in, it's a full-point PPR league. In that case, I would switch my answer to Cortland Sutton, just so you know, Shelly. Let's talk about our RB1s, Chris. What running back is going to lead the way? What running back is going to anchor your team this week to take me and several others on? Well, I'm going with a, a person that has opportunity, and I'm, and I'm going that's going to come on my theme with this team, and we'll get to kind of uh, get out of the bag with Shelly's kind of guys, but Jamal Williams, $6,100 is going to be the RB1 for Detroit, playing the Seattle team's 27th versus the running back position. He's been hemorrhaging points for, to the running back position all season long. Um, you know, Dodger Smith's not going to be out there. Craig Reynolds might get some carries, maybe a little sprinkles of Jackson in. But Jamal Williams is quietly sitting as one of the top scorers, top five scorers in fantasy football at the running back position. Crazy that it is, it's true. Scoring touchdowns at a, you know, a great pace, four touchdowns already. So Jamal Williams, $6,100 is the guy I have at my RB1 this week. Well, that's because you've been scoring touchdowns even before DeAndre Swift got hurt anyway. This is a great opportunity for him to do so again. St. Brown's out. DeAndre Swift is out. Josh Reynolds, DJ Tark, they'll probably play, but they're banged up in their own right. And Jamal Williams always been a guy who's been trusted in passing down situations because, well, he does he pass protects really well. So there's a good chance he's going to get you involved that way. So between the floor that he might see in the passing game and the fact that he's got a good chance of falling in the red zone, you're looking at the perfect combination, really, when it comes to running backs and what you're looking for. So, yeah, I like Jamal Williams a lot there. He didn't he didn't get into my lineup, but he's a top 12 running back for me this week. So definitely like the play there at $6,100 and a decent value. You're not paying all the way up. You're not paying all the way down, but it's not going to hurt your team either. I did pay all the way up, though, at my running back one. I went with Saquon Barkley at 8000 against Chicago. Look, if there's one running back right now in the entire NFL that I trust to get the ball both on the ground and through the air, it is Saquon Barkley. If there's one running back with the entire offense is on his shoulders to make anything happen, it is Saquon Barkley. And, of course, you love the matchup against Chicago. I'm paying up. I'm paying pretty. And I'm going with my guy who's my RB2 in the week and could easily be an RB1. Yeah, I think probably we go at RB1 of the weekend. It's probably the safest guy you can have with DFS in lineups. Look, I have him in a lot of lineups, and it's a guy that I think is a great play. I don't have him in this one because I was trying to go for a different value. But Saquon Barkley, if you're going to pay at the running back position, that's the guy to pay for. And still, $8,000 for the production you're getting versus the other running backs, still steal. Look, we talked about, you know, it was a couple years. It was just McCaffrey was dominating DFS, right? And it was like, it didn't matter what price point he was. You still had to put him in your lineups because he was getting everything. That's what Saquon Barkley is right now. So I don't know why he'd even sleep on it, especially at $8,000. He should be 9000 So in a way, he's actually kind of a steal. But who's your RB2, Chris, heading into this matchup? Well, I'm going with Khalil Herbert. While this is, you know, DFS and it is, it is a four-point thing, it's, it's a steal. $5,700, guy coming off a 30-point performance last week. Talk about matchups. Love the matchup going the other way versus the Giants defense. Defense will blitz a lot, but has been good versus the running position. So, Hello, Herbert. The game is probably going to be a rugby game, glorified rugby game. Saquon versus Herbert. I like both those guys. I like Herbert as a value for seven hundred dollars. Yeah, this might be the shortest game of the year. I really would not be surprised that wound up being the case, which you know probably a good thing. But Cleo Herbert has shown time and time again that when he's given the opportunity, he can produce and produce in a really big way, even without giving him too much in the passing game. And who cares? Justin Fields not allowed to throw the ball to anybody anyway, so the passing game is irrelevant when it comes to the Chicago offense to begin with. 
Fire up Khalil Herbert. Love the match against the Chicago. You can't beat the price point. Will he be a very common player in a lot of rosters? Yes, he will. But there's a reason for that. His price point is too good to be ignored. It's about what you're going to build around him. And that's what we're going to help you out with. So since I also have him in my RB2, let's just dive in your wide receiver one. Well, this is another, those are a question we had. And this is Cortland Sutton's my receiver one this week because Cortland Sutton, I love the matchup versus the Raiders. $64 price tag. You can't beat that. For a receiver guy, who, all these receivers who aren't producing in a sense or haven't been you know, consistently producing, Cortland Sutton's quietly been producing week in, week out and hasn't really scored the touchdowns yet for you. So you're kind of waiting for the, the regression in a sense to actually occur for him for up, up ceiling, upwise. And Cortland Sutton's a steal for me. I can't believe he's this cheap. So I have him in my lineup this week for Raiders. I like it. I like it. I'm rolling with the stack. I rolled the stack out last week. I'm rolling out again this week. I'm going Stefan Diggs at $8,400. Look, the Ravens can't stop a nosebleed, especially on the outside right now. I thought they'd be a better defense. And boy, so far, at least for three weeks, I've been dead, 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 dead wrong. This game might be a shootout. And I want every bit of Stephon Diggs and the Josh Allen stack in DraftKings DFS tournament lineups, without a doubt. I don't even think you can win without having this stack in big money leagues right now. So that's why I got $8,400 on Stephon Diggs. And don't worry, the lineup's going to get real interesting after this. Yeah, and it's not going to be hot in this game. So Stephon Diggs should be cramping up. She should be able to right. hold. Yeah, it's not going to be a million thousand hot surface of the sun degrees out there in uh, where's this game at Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, so my second receiver, I think, also could be my first receiver. And I'm going with C.D. Lamb, $6,700. Some different receiver ones. Um, every team that Washington plays, whatever receiver one that team has is going over 100 yards for the three, three straight weeks right now. Going on four straight weeks, I expect C.D. Lamb you know, was a touchdown drop away from having a, a gigantic game last week. Um, I think you see the production. You see the targets. So it's, it's a lot of opportunity versus a Washington team. And secondary has been atrocious at best. So I love C.D. Lamb, $6,700 on a game that I expect another, you know, basically a breakout in a sense this finally this year. He really alligator-armed the crap out of that bomb touchdown that he should have had last week. I was watching that game. I'd see the Lamb quite a bit of leagues, and I was just like, really, C.D.? This, is, this, this right here is why you're not quite elite yet, because you just, you just do stupid things like that. But, yeah, no, it should be there. He should have a good game. You love the match against Commanders. Can't hate that. The volume's definitely been there. So if he actually decides to not alligator arm one, he, he probably will have a huge day. So I, of course, you know, I paid up everywhere so far that we've talked about in my lineup. So I had to find some value. I was shocked to find Romeo Dobbs is sitting at $4,500 right now. So I fired him up as my wide receiver too. Got the opportunity last week to kind of lead the way, showed what he can do. And I think that was a big game last week in getting Rogers' trust, which we know is a huge thing coming into this. I know Christian Watson's back, but Christian Watson's there for a very specific role right now. Maybe he develops later on, but right now, he's just there to go deep. Lazard's there to catch touchdowns. Romeo Dobbs is there to operate for everything else in between, and that means volume, volume, volume. And he's a kind of a decent-sized boy in his own right. I guess the Patriots here, I don't know how much the Packers are going to have to throw the ball, but I do think Romeo Dobbs will once again lead the way. So I'm going to take a chance on him at $4,500. Yeah, not a bad shot, not a bad price tag. A guy definitely is clearly their the preferred receiver target, you know, from the 20s, between the 20s, I should say. But the only thing I have a little trepidation when I don't have him in my lineup this week is because, you know, we talked about how much they throw the ball. 
think you're not going to go away from the running backs this game. I think you're going to be able to use the running backs a lot in this game. So I don't know how much Dobbs is going to have to be out there kind of producing. But it's not a bad price tag. Thirty times. That that's all I'm hoping. Just throw the ball thirty times, and I think he'll get at least eight to nine targets. You know, I don't disagree, but I, I also have a concern. It could be a four catch, forty five yard game. It could be. That's why it's forty five hundred dollars. Who's your wide receiver three? So I'm going with Curtis Samuel, the guy who continues to get forgotten about in the Washington receiver core, uh, the guy who actually produced last week despite the debacle the rest of the Washington team has been. Um, $5,700, I can't believe he's still this cheap. I guess we're still kind of pricing and cursing him from last year because right now what he's producing at is one of the top receivers, one of the most consistent guys you could have in your lineup outside of the Cooper Cup and Christian Kirk right now. So I love Curtis Samuel, my lineup for $7,700. He's the number one targeted receiver in Washington by far so far. Terry McLaurin's getting back involved again, and that, that's good to see. But McLaurin has his role with his team is. Yes, he's the alpha, but he's also the field stretcher. Curtis Samuel's a guy just operating for everything else in between. And in a game in which I expect the commanders to have to come back from behind, yeah, it's, he's a safe play and a great price tag. Kind of, I kind of feel like he's he's better. He's an improvement on the Dobbs play a little bit. And that's kind of the sim, similar type of player that you're looking at. I like the play there. I'm going with another guy that I am banking on volume. I don't know what else I'm going to get out of him, but I'm banking on volume. Richie James at $4,000 comes into my wide receiver three. There's no one left to catch the ball in New York. Richie James has actually produced when in these situations and before. So like the match against Chicago. I'm taking a shot here. I got to pay down somewhere. $4,000 for a guy who legitimately might get double-digit targets this week. I'm firing him up. Yeah, I, we haven't got to some of our, our bargains, but Richie James is definitely on my bargain list. Guy, you said for $4,000, led this team in targets the last three weeks, or two weeks, I should say. You know, Shepard's out for the season, so that's no longer be threat, a threat to him. And he's got back-to-back double-figured games. So, yeah, $4,000 is a nice, safe floor for Richie James. Here's where it's going to get interesting. What did you do at the tight end position this week? So I kind of thought long and hard, and there was one of the guys I really liked my value, but what I decided to go with was in between value, I think. I went with Tyler Conklin, $3,600. And the reason I think it's in between value is because Tyler Conklin's producing like one of the top-tier tight ends right now. Yes. And he's actually had 130 routes run. Now, I don't think the Jets offense is going to continue to have you know, so many pass plays, but 130 routes run for a tight end is the top three. And it's 30 more, only three guys over 100, and that's 30 more than Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. So obviously, Tyler Conklin's being involved in the passing attack, and everything I heard this offseason was the one guy that Zach Wilson was very comfortable with throwing the ball was Tyler Conklin. So Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson, that's the guy I'm not worried about kind of the change of quarterback. The rest of the guys, I have no idea what's going to happen. Tyler Conklin for me, $3,600 is a nice value. And then, like I said, a guy who's quietly been scoring all week, all season long. Well, this is exactly why DFS is just, it's a little bit of a different animal than season-long leagues. Because the season-long league, I've been telling people all week, while well, I have Conklin at my tight end 13, so just outside my top 12, and he's a streaming option for me, I'm saying if you can find a better option, I probably would. But when you're talking about DFS, a lot of people have a lot of questions about what the Jets' offense is going to look like with Zach Wilson. So in a way, it becomes a good contrarian play. He has been running the routes. They have been utilizing him in the passing game. So if it does transfer over... You might be catching a lot of people off guard who maybe didn't play Conklin, especially at that price point. So it's not a bad play in DFS, and this is why it's a different animal than season long, in case you're trying to get your feet wet on it. I decided I wanted to pay all the way down, as far down as I could at the tight end position with still having somebody who has a legitimate shot at a touchdown. 
So I pay for Logan Thomas at $3,300. Again, this is a guy who continues to be in my top 12 of tight ends right now. And he's really no different than a lot of the other tight ends you get to pass tight end five, frankly, at this point, which is he needs, he needs a touchdown, but so does everybody else. And he's got just as good of a shot as anybody else to do it. He's been very involved in the offense. He's running all the routes. His playing time is back up and stuff. We know he has the talent. And of all the matchups for Dallas, the one that might be the best one is Logan Thomas in the red zone. So I'm taking him, especially at the $3,300 price point. I get one touchdown and I get his value back. It sounds like you're basically shop, shopping off my value list because that's one of the guys. <laughs> and like again, I have my Did value. You see the top end of my lineup. I had to. <laughs> no, I, I think it's you know it's definitely wise to my value picks because I think as you alluded to, look at Thomas is going to be on that list pretty much until he gets bumped up and people recognize he's one of the better tight end options you can have. Now he didn't produce necessarily what you wanted last week, but nobody else like Curtis Samuel. The only reason I don't have him in my lineup this week is because I have Curtis Samuel in my lineup. I'm a little bit scared, but too many. Washington Redskins and my Washington Commanders, I should Man, say, in my in my lineup. Commanders, sorry, I know Commander, <laughs> Commanders in my lineup right now versus Dallas defense, but I I do think it's a nice matchup and it's, a, it's an outstanding value. All right, so where did you do with the flex? Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. So at the flex position, I kind of went the Richie James route in the sense where I went Greg Dorch, a little bit step up from Richie James. Greg Dorch is the guy that just will not go away. Um, No matter what, A.J. Green's injury kind of guaranteed that. I know there was some concern when Rondell Moore returned, what's going to happen to Greg Dorch? No fear. A.J. Green stepped out the door. Marquise Brown found some kind of foot injury to kind of, you know, bother him throughout the week. So Greg Dorch will be out there and he'll be involved somehow, some way. And he'll continue to get his 15 to 16 DFS points. Of course, Marquise Brown found a way to be injured heading into like week four. I it just un, uncanny. And Rondell Moore, by the way, a lot of people like getting nervous about him. Look, he's going to be on a limited snap count, guys. He's not going to be out there for a full. He just got back. I don't think he even got to practice in full at all this week. Like he's he not going to be out there for a full, full snaps worth of what his workload is normally going to be when he is healthy. So. Next week is when I would think I would think a little bit more about Rondell Moore, but for now it ain't gonna happen. So I, of course I have to keep I have to keep finding values, right? To pay for the top end of my part, my value of my my team, and uh, so I find Devin Duvernay at forty one hundred dollars. Just going back to that Buffalo Ravens game, I think it's a real chance for a shootout. I know the Ravens team has been good, but again, I cannot harp this enough. They have no corners left. Tre'Davious White's still not back. The good rookie sensation Benson, he's out this game. Jordan Poyer, he might be back, but that's 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 it. They're basically down that are second and third string secondary players right now in a game in which, again, I'm going to harp on it. I think it's a shootout game. Devin Duvernay, he should have had a touchdown last week. He had an opportunity to, and he just wasn't able to convert. This guy's been getting involved in the red zone. They've been taking shots to him. Are the targets there? No, but the big plays and the touchdowns are, and that's all I need to hear from a tournament DFS standpoint. So give me him at $4,100. I think it's a nice little steal. It's very definitely a contrarian play, like a sneaky little play, and I, I do like it. I think the flex option, you know, like he's a guy who said kind of switch to army knife, he can score touchdowns, he can get the ball handed to him, he can catch the ball down the field. So there's different ways for him to be involved. And just real quick, you know, 
I would give some advice to everybody when in these lineups like Dan's kind of putting together right here. This is a time also, don't forget about the tight end position. Sometimes you can add that tight end to the flex because there's some values there to tight end. If you like the matchup and it's a good matchup versus reaching for some guys sometimes, I just want to throw that out there just as an option that, you know, people throw different running backs like, well, I'm going to put this guy out there and hope he does something. You know, look at the tight ends. They're cheap sometimes and sometimes there's value there as could be, you know, put in that flex position. Well, I'll tell you who I almost went with who's about a, a similar price tag. Um, I almost went with TJ Hawkinson because, again, there's no St. Brown. There's no DeAndre Swift. He's looking at a pretty nice target share this week. So I'll throw him out there. He's about the same price point as Duvernay, but I'm looking for a bigger play here with his lineup. So that's why I went with Duvernay. But that's a good price point there for a particular type of player if you want to throw that out there. All right, Chris, let's wrap this thing up. Who's your defense? So I'm going with the New England Patriot defense. That might be why I'm not buying into some of the Romeo Dobbs as much as you were because I look at this. That's why he's hating. Okay, that makes sense. Just a little bit. No, not too much. I think Dobbs is going to have a decent game. I just think overall this is going to be a snore fest. You have the slowest paced offense in Green Bay versus a team that has Brian Hoyer at the quarterback that has no ambition Axel to throw the ball at all. Axel I'm sorry, Hoyer. Axel, Axel Hoyer, yes. Axel Woohoo. <laughs> Axel Hoyer. This is going to be a handoff fest, check, check down fest to the running backs. This is going to be, like I said, running backs all day, every day. So for me, I think this game is going to be a quick game, similar to the Chicago you know, Giant game. And you have an opportunity where the Patriots defense has been you know, exploded over its Ravens, but had been good against Miami, had been good in other games, just couldn't contain Lamar, who has. And I think other than that, this defense has been pretty good and gets some sacks, gets some turnovers. So they got a chance to put Aaron Rodgers, who's 20th right now, as a quarterback that you want to kind of go after. In the 20, 25th. It's been, it's been pretty brutal. brutal. Um, I just want to comment, though, on the name thing. What is with players who have been in the league for years? suddenly trying to like correct what their names actually are. Like all of a sudden we find out Brian Hoyer's really been Axel Hoyer this entire time. Uh, Tyrod Taylor was like, well, really it's Tyrod Taylor. Uh, there was some like controversy on Kelsey there for a little bit. Like, uh, like I, and I, his thing, I think wound up being like a little bit of a troll action, but there's been a number of players who are suddenly like, Oh yeah, really? My name is this, even though they've been in the league for like 10 years and we've all been saying it one way the entire time. I, I don't, I don't understand why you're waiting until now to correct everybody. And that's just that. I'm not understanding that if that's really the case for these players, your agents should be fired immediately because <laughs> how does somebody not pronounce your name and you can't have somebody go advocate for you to how to say your name properly. Just something I've noticed lately has been a little bit odd to me. Oh yeah. Uh, Dallas Cowboys are my defense at $3,500. I wanted to pay down. I wanted to get in the like $2,500 price. tag. I couldn't do it. I couldn't pass up on the idea that Dallas is going to sack and get turnovers all day long on that offensive line and Carson Wentz couldn't pass it up. So I went with Dallas at, you want to talk about a, a league winning type of defense. They're the ones that get the sacks and turnovers where it counts from a fantasy standpoint. So that's why I went with Dallas there. And that's Carson Wentz. <laughs> if that really came out, I'm pretty sure I would flip my chair over if that, if that came out like that. All right, Chris, let's get into our values. I don't have any quarterback values. None. Zero. I don't think anybody at the quarterback position at their price tag is actually a value this week. Maybe you came up with somebody. I got a couple ones off the rat. I'm not necessarily sexy names, but nowhere has the quarterback position outside Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen been a sexy names this year. So we'll go back to Derek Carr. Derek Carr has not produced the, what you want him to do, but he hasn't scored less than 17 points yet playing against the Denver team that had been funneled past the entire season. Hasn't got less than 19 points with DFS quarterbacks. And you have Derek Carr for the $800, not a bad value in a game that they have to kind of win. They're going to throw the ball. Denver 
does give up running plays, but Raiders don't run the ball. So Derek yeah, Carr is a good game's play. The game's going to be 17-10. to 10. That's why I want no part of Derek Carr. <laughs> Not a problem. Um, and then the other one is Marcus Mariota versus Cleveland, 21st York defense. Mariota hasn't scored less than 17 points this, in DFS-wise this season, has a safe floor, has been using his legs, has a decent amount of upside. And then the other guy to kind of throw out there is – or team game, I should say, to throw out there is just – Geno Smith and Derek Goff. I know Derek Goff doesn't have all weapons, but he has been producing at a decent rate. This offense is one of the face pace offenses in the game. Seattle on the flip side, Geno is not you know the sexy name, but he had off a decent season playing a Detroit defense that hemorrhages points, especially in the passing attack. And they play a lot of man versus DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Maybe there's a chance of big breaks. $5,400 isn't a bad price tag if you're trying to get around as some other guys in the lineup this week. Yeah, kill me now with the list of names you just went off on. With Mariota, I don't mind him in a cash game. But when we're talking about needing big points at the quarterback position tournament play, that's why I don't have a value play. Because I don't really like any of these quarterbacks when it comes to tournament play. Mariota's the only one I'll consider in a cash play. The rest of these guys, I'd rather just pay up at the quarterback position. But let's talk about the running backs. So my running backs, I got two values. They're all on the same team. I got the Patriot running backs, Damian Harris at $5,300, Ramondre Stevenson at $5,200. They're going to have to be the engine that makes what's left of the Patriot offense run. And that's why I think the value that they have at the low $5,000 price range for those two players gives me some hope that you're going to get your money's worth at at that price point for those two guys, the amount of volume that they're they're probably going to see. Yeah, not a bad play. I like both those guys, you know, Stevenson coming off a 25 or 22 point performance last week. Didn't really blow up anybody's interest means, but it had four catches, 28 yards, you know, ran the ball well, and that got enough points to get you 20 something points at DFS. So nice value, nice plays. I want my value is kind of sticking to that game. Rashad Penny, $4,900. I know he hasn't produced at the, you know, at the rate people want him to do, but he did play 70% of the snaps last week. Um, they did lose Travis Homer this past week and they're playing Detroit. As long as Detroit terrible versus the pass, they're terrible versus the run. Every running back who's going against them, the top tier guys have won over 100 yards. So for me, Rashad Penny's got a chance to kind of be in your lineup as a sneaky guy, but a guy with a lot of upside potential versus Detroit defense who has not stopped the run all season long. It's not a bad one. And I thought about putting him on, on my list. The reason I did not was because, oh, there's no Travis Homer. Never fear. Here's DJ Dallas for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Yeah, I just, I have a hard time with Pete Carroll right now. I don't know why he's hell bent on making this a three running back carousel when you draft Kenneth Walker in the second round, you brought back Rashad Penny, I thought for a reason, but yes, at $4,900, if he does play the same snap rate, which he did last week, it could be a nice price point there. My wide receiver is the same wide receiver was last week. Actually in the value section is Traylon Burks. He's a little bit cheaper this week. He's $4,700 playing against the Colts. That makes him a little bit more of a contrarian play, but I'm loving the reporting that's coming out of Tennessee this week, which is all the talk about, they're finally ready to open it up and let Burks kind of take on that A.J. Brown role within the offense, have him start running some of the same routes in some of the same situations. There's a real chance he's scoring touchdowns this week against the Colts. Yeah, hopeful. I was hopeful last week he kind of bombed out for us, but it's definitely a nice play and nice value. Hopefully, Trail and Burks gets it going. Go ahead, Cheddarhead. Ask your question anytime you need. Uh, let's go to tight end. I talked about TJ Hawkinson already. He was my value price point at $4,100 at the tight end position. So who's yours? Well, just real quick. My, my value receiver this week. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it's okay. You can skip over my receiver. It's okay. <laughs> um, no, it's Isaiah McKenzie, $5,100. Look, the Ravens have given up. More, no team has given up more receptions, yards, or touchdowns to slot receivers this season than the Baltimore Ravens. 
So when you put all those numbers together, Isaiah McKenzie had a great game last week. It was fantastic. I'm not saying even look at last week. I'm just saying look at the Ravens. Look how much points they're hemorrhaging at the corner position, at the slot position in particular. Waddle's big touchdown, Hill's big touchdown, all the games these guys have big touchdowns, Bateman's. I mean, everybody has good matchups versus this team. So I look at this team, a good matchup for them in the slot, and I love his value of $5,100. Isaiah McKenzie's a guy you can have in your lineup this week. I like that value quite a bit, too. I, I want to see him get more playing time in front of James Crowder for season long, but definitely like the play here for this week. Uh, let's, get to, let's get to Cheddarhead's question real quick. I uh, wanted to pick one at the flex position between DK Metcalf, Curtis Samuel, and Antonio Gibson this week. It is Curtis Samuel for me. I'm going with the safe floor of the volume there. Metcalf does not have a great matchup because Akuda has been shutting everybody down. And I don't really like Antonio Gibson this week, who's touchdown dependent against the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm going with Curtis Samuel as my flex out of that group. I like Curtis Samuel as if you're looking for the safe floor, if you're looking for the home run or you're looking for the upside, I like DK. You know, you talk about Akuda. Akuda plays a lot of physical man. This isn't Jefferson. This is DK Metcalf, a little bit different guy you're matching up with physicality wise. So I hope they get physical with him. DK is a guy I like as upside. But yeah, I hope I they do too because Geno Smith looks the other way when everybody gets physical with DK Metcalf right now. Uh, who's your tight end position? Uh, right now, I'm a, my tight end steals. We stole one of them. So my other one's going to be Evan Ingram, $3,400, playing <clears throat> in an offense that Jacksonville's kind of you know attacking the Eagles. The receivers are going to be facing Bradbury, facing Slay. What's well, going to be a better matchup for them is going to be the tight end position. So I think he has a chance to have a, you know, a decent floor. Haven't really seen him have the ceiling yet, but Evan Ingram has had production versus Eagle defense in the past. All right. So that wraps it up for our DraftKings lineup cards, our value plays. So guess what? Now, because it is the beginning of a new month, it is time. For the raffle giveaway for the month of September, we had six winners who played either between Flex Fantasy or played on our DraftKings uh, tournaments for free. And again, those links are in the comments below, no matter where you're watching this. And they're also on our social media pages at Show. Completely free to download the Flex Fantasy app and to sign up. Completely free to play in our DFS contest. And we're giving away things like an autographed John Randall NFL Top 100 jersey. So, Chris, let's go ahead and find out who's going to win the September giveaway. It's spinning. It's spinning. It's spinning. And we got, oh, Time X 2132. I believe that was one of our DraftKings lineups. I have to double check that. I think that was one of our DraftKings winners. So, Time X 2132, if you're watching this, Make sure you get with me. Otherwise, I will make an effort to get with you. But you are the winner. And let me get this off the screen so you can actually see it. You are the winner of the autographed John Randall NFL Top 100 jersey. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, I'm going to announce what the October giveaway is. And we'll also get Chaz Flardy in here so we start talking about some bets of the week. So everybody stay tuned to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. We'll be back right after this. Football is back, baby. And our new sponsor, True Classic, wants you to look and feel your best even after a couple of brewskis or going full force on your fantasy football draft. Sure, it's football season, but it's also butt the couch season. Luckily, True Classic has the absolute best-fitting clothing a man can buy. Snug in the arms and chest with a little extra space in the torso, their t-shirts are designed to keep you cozy and highlight your best assets no matter what you're up to. So if your special someone is upset that you're watching football all day, at least you can look good doing it. 
True Classic has already helped over 2 million men find the perfect fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only, get 25% off with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at trueclassic.com. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on skinny models with six-packs, but most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. Fellas, you are wearing the wrong clothes. True Classic tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. It's time to highlight your best attributes with a t-shirt you can always confidently throw on. It's about time to get your fit together, so upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic and get 25% off at trueclassic.com with promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. That's 25% off at trueclassic.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. If there's one bet you should make this football season, it's on True Classic. True Classic, look good, feel good. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Oh yeah, we're back baby with the Cashing Friday. It's time to win some money. Welcome back into the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Thank you for tuning in live to our YouTube channel. You can always check us out also live on BillyUp.TV. If you've missed an episode, it's okay. Just download the Foxy Network app on your LG, Samsung, Roku, or Amazon Fire TV devices. Or just stay up to date with the show when you're on the go. When you download us on your favorite podcast app, and give us a five-star review. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. I'm joined here with Chris Dauhauer. We just went over our DraftKings lineup cards and gave away our first giveaway of the 2022 season for the month of September, which was a John Randall jersey. I'll announce what the second giveaway is going to be in just a second. But first, I want to ask Chaz, how are you doing today? I don't go by Chaz anymore. It's pronounced Chaz. Chaz. Emphasis on the H. Chaz. <laughs> I like that. Very silky, very silky smooth. Um, we're giving away, by the way, for the month of October, an autographed Alabama Jameson Williams jersey. So definitely a big get, especially for fantasy lovers out there. We gave away John Randall. Now it's an Alabama Jameson Williams jersey. Very excited to be able to give that one away. Again, one last time. Well, not one last time. I'll say it again, probably. Sign up for our free contest on DraftKings. Again, the link is in the comments. Or go to flex.fan slash The link for that is also in the comments. Take on MDFF show in a direct challenge. If you win. Your name gets put in the raffle, gets put in the wheel of names like we just did, and you get to have a free signed Alabama Jameson Williams jersey. So I love wheels. I love those wheels. Those are the coolest thing ever. That's my favorite at the casino. That's my favorite uh, wheel of fortune is my favorite, favorite slot machine. It's funny. I just I have to come upon it on accident. Somebody sent me one. Who was it? Like Jerome's. We bought a couch, you know, during the pandemic. There were so many people in the house. We bought a big couch. And so we're on their list. And they sent me an email and and get the spin. And I was like ready to call Southwest and get on a plane to Vegas, man. (laughs) All right, Chaz. Let's get to these games. We are reigning three team parlay winners. I was just going to say, we hit our three team parlay last week. We had a much well, better week, we week get in like, general. 
standing ovation button or something? We should get something. Oh, I, 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 I definitely can get us something. Give, yeah. give me, give me. I mean, one we did good, and you know what? They made fun of Chris's picks in my family, anyway. <laughs> well, sure. That's and I, I said, hey, listen, life. if Chris likes Denver, it'll be okay. And I went upstairs and went to work and sure enough, bada boom, bada bing. Yeah, as a 49 I was I was very happy we had our three team parlay, but as a 49ers fan, that game was uh that game was had a little tear in my eye. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie at the end of that game. I I warned some people that if you're gonna rewatch that game, because you know, as you, you know, the handicappers, some of these guys, they watch every single game all over again, you know, without the commercials. So do course, I, but, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So so when you watch that game again, you probably shouldn't drive or operate heavy machinery because it was a it, snoozer. It was brutal. That, that that much is for sure. I had a lot of things to say after that game, but let's try to win some money this week. So my record actually is about 500 on my lock bets, five and five. My underdog picks, I'm two and one. And my player props, I'm also 500. I'm at six and six in my player props. So we're trying to get over 500 this week. So let's try to dive in with our first matchup. The London game, the Saints versus the Vikings. The Vikings are favored in this game at minus three. So no Jameis Winston. It is going to be Andy Dalton at the quarterback position. No Michael Thomas for the Saints. So the Saints are going to this game pretty banged up. Chris, I guess if I had to bet on this game, I don't really want to touch the action on this. London games are weird to begin with. Minnesota hasn't been overly impressive. But if I am going to pick one side or the other, it is going to be Minnesota minus three. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, I like Minnesota for the team. I think that they're playing better football. They're going to have their starting quarterback. You know, Andy Dalton's going to be the starting for Jameis Winston this week. Could be an improvement, but we haven't seen any Dalton since last year. I'm kind of curious with Chaz, though, because Chaz has all the information. And, and Chaz, when it comes to like games being played for home or away, I know that kind of enters into just some of the, the equations, but when the game's in London, how do you kind of reflect and how I do like you look a bowl at that? Game. That's, that's an excellent boy. This guy asks good questions, doesn't he? That really yes, he is a, it really is. It's an excellent question. It's like a bowl game does. It's both away, just treat it as an away game. You're not sleep, you're either sleeping at home or you're not. That's kind of that's really what it is. I mean, if you, it could still be a home way, a home game for you, but uh, there's a hurricane, so you're playing in Tennessee and you're from Florida. That's not a home game. You're sleeping in a hotel that night, and so that in respect is kind of how we treat it. But those games are they start so early where I live. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, it's crazy. It's I did on the see West Coast. Yeah, I did see a great Saints guy on the, my thread. It said something like, sure, I'm going to wake up early to watch my team hit a field goal. <laughs> <laughs> and really, that's what it says. It says here, Minnesota, nine straight quarter, one under. So for nine straight games, now will let it all the way back to last year because they've only played three this year. Um, they've had nine straight quarter ones go under. So, that, I mean, I could see that happening. 
And New Orleans on the road, half two, second half, eight and two against the spread. I have no play in that game. I have plays, though. I've got uh, one, two, three, four. I've got about six plays for the NFL. Well, let's find them. And maybe you got some plays here with the Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens. Probably the biggest game I'm looking forward to on Sunday myself from a fantasy and just overall football standpoint. Right now, the Bills on the road are favored at minus three over the Ravens. The over-under is what I'm mostly interested in. It is a 51 over under right now give me the over i am expecting a shootout in this game chris what are you feeling though yeah the over under is kind of interesting i think it could be it'll definitely go that way we saw the miami game um you know it was a back and forth game but it wasn't necessarily as high scoring as maybe you expected it to be so it could be interesting what these teams can muck it up a little bit if they want to but i do think overall it should be a high scoring game um when it comes to the both of those teams though i think you know the ravens themselves as dogs are against 14 and two uh, against the spread as dogs at, at home on um, the last 16 games. So Baltimore being a dog at home, I'm going to take the dog. I like Baltimore. Usually when they're better against people forget about Baltimore. Usually they come out fighting and I like this team at home this week. Okay. Chaz, what are you seeing here? Well, Buffalo has, you know, they lost the guy that was a really good guy. I mean, I don't know names. You know that. I definitely don't know defensive names because you don't really write about a lot of defensive guys unless it's the digs getting a lot of picks or something, right? You could write articles every day about a game and not mention the defense. But uh, he's good, and he's gone, and, and the, the quarterback's great. Not even great. I mean, he's better than great right now. He's yeah. playing really, really well. So, And he's a former MVP, so it's not like he doesn't know how to play well. However, this sheet is actually called the MDSOMG sheet. And it, it really is, it's, oh, my God, when I see the, the data. So these are not, none of these are like, you know, in the last two out of three. No, these are 11, 12, 16. What did we hit with the Giants game? We hit it, even though the line moved. We got it at 39, and the first half it was the under as well. It was like, you know, 16 out of 17. So in this game, Buffalo in the second half has allowed nine or less in nine of 10. So, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty good consistent number. Nine isn't a lot, but. Baltimore scores nine if they sneeze, right? Uh, in the first half, though, at home in their last eight, it's also like they're like the Minnesota. There's my parlay, my first quarter parlay. I go with Minnesota first quarter under the game, and Baltimore at home. The games have gone under in the first quarter eight of the last eight. I don't know if I can get quarter one parlays in though. Yeah, it'd be interesting to kind of be able to say we might be able to pull that off somewhere. I would have to imagine. Yeah, I don't like that. You know what? I don't. I, if I got money in my account, I'm, I have like three different accounts. That you said. It's weird how different all the sports books. We should talk about that on a segment for sports betting. We should when I have you guys on Absolutely. because it really is. It, it's you know they're all paying a ton of money to come bet with me, and some of them are good and some of them aren't. Yeah, that's part. That's part of sports betting. Do a little shopping sometimes. Uh, what about our next matchup? We got the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road in Philly. Plan taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. The Jaguars likely will be without Zay Jones. That's a weapon that you have to kind of take in consideration. The Eagles in this game are minus six and a half favorites. The overrunner set at 45 and a half. It's hard to not take the Eagles right now because they are looking like one of the most complete teams in all of football. I thought last week they did us proud. It was really the easy, right? Because Baltimore was down for a while. Denver was down for a while. The Eagles took over that game and just ran away with it. I mean, the whole second half I didn't watch because they were just saying, can we go home now? Can we go home now? (laughs) Chris, what do you think about that game? You think the Eagles cover six and a half? 
It's a good spread, and that's one I'm probably not touching because I think it's a good number. But the thing I hope would kind of throw some caution to the wind is, you know, people are just assuming Jacksonville is a terrible team. This Jacksonville's beaten two pretty They're good not. teams, I know. And Justin Herbert's not, you know, wasn't healthy necessarily, but they beat down the Chargers. While the Eagles have looked really good, they played the Lions, the Commanders, and the I can't remember the last team was. Oh, and um, yeah, Minnesota. So. It's not like they've been playing world beaters on defense, so it's going to be really interesting. Team. It probably will. They be are defensively they're terrible, but offensively they're pretty good. So it is going to be really interesting to see can Jacksonville kind of hang around with his team. Six and a half is a little bit big number for me. I think this game's a little closer. You got a lot of got a lot of motion in this game. Luke Peterson going home, so I'm kind of curious to see if it'll be closer than the spread. But it's not a game I'm willing to touch personally. It's it's weird because that's another huge first quarter line. Philadelphia in the first quarter is one and eight against the spread, and they've scored 14 total points in the last seven games. So that's two points a game. That's not a lot. Jacksonville in the first quarter on the road has scored three or less in six straight. So. You know, that's a Jacksonville and under. But I like that game over. So this, this tells me what I'm going to do is I'm going to sprinkle a little of this 48, but I bet I can get it to 42 or 43. Okay. So I'm going to sit around and wait for that to get to like 42 and a half. Let's call that 42 and a half. That's my suggestion. Bet under in the first quarter, over for the game, and then try to hop on 43 and a half. All right. I love, I love it, Chaz. I love it. Let's talk about the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts. The wonderful AFC South divisional matchup here that we can't get enough of. Just kidding. Uh, the Colts are minus three and a half at home against Tennessee. The over-under is set at 43. Tells you what kind of game we're in store for. I'm taking the Tennessee Titans to win this game outright. It's not, it's not one of my underdog pits. It's not one of my lock bets. But if I am betting this game, I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans to win this game outright. I'm just more impressed with Mike Vrabel. I think the Colts had a big emotional win last week. And they're going to come off a little bit of a little bit down slope. This one, they're going to come down off their high a bit here in this one. So I'm going to take Tennessee cover at plus three and a half. How about you, Chris? Yeah, if I were to bet on this game, I'd also go with Tennessee. Look, the Colts give them a hard time, and it almost feels like it's deja vu from last year. I mean, it really last is. year the Colts were terrible beginning of the season, so were Tennessee. The Colts did win the game to kind of get back into you know their save their season in a sense, but Tennessee's got the chance to kind of flip the script for themselves this year to save their season. And I think to the eye test, kind of what you're saying, they passed the eye test. This Colts defense, this offense is the problem in my, my book. They're not going to be able to exploit where Tennessee's defense was weakest at. was just secondary. They can't throw the ball other than anybody but Pittman. So I think Tennessee's going to win this game. Well, yeah. And again, I think it comes down to a field goal. So that's why I like the three and a half line, because even if it is the Colts up by three, you still get the win with the Tennessee Titans. You got anything on this game, Chaz? Yeah, the Colts got eight straight games under. It's eight, like Yes, they months. do. And Indy at home in the first half have scored double digits 17 out of 18. Now, that doesn't really help you in terms of, of you know, over, under, side, you know, total kind of thing. But you got to, if you say, hey, I'm going to get 10 points out of them, th- then what you can do is if it does start slow, then you could hop on that over. You might get that down to six and a half. Who knows? It's just this stuff works every single week. There's winners in there because it's just data that jumps out. At you. you can't miss it. I will say this, though. That game is under 43. Oh, God, kill me now. Uh, Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington Commanders. Dallas is a favorite at home. Minus three, the over-under. Another low over-under. They are not expecting points this week, apparently, across the NFL. 41 and a half for the over-under for this game. 
I'm taking Dallas minus the points because I think their de- their defense has been getting it done all season long to this point. Gets it done again this week. Chris, you? you know, well, first of all, I told you last week, you know, the, the under's been killing this, this year so far, and it's been one of the trends that's been happening that people just aren't scoring points like they're expected to. Well, um, Chaz, this speak game, to this. Hold on, real quick. Chaz, can yeah. speak to this? We're always trying to win money. So no matter how that form, whatever form that takes, we're all about it. But just from an NFL standpoint, a fan standpoint, all these unders are really annoying, especially from a fantasy standpoint. <laughs> yeah, but when you, there, when, you have their, when you have a league that has 32 teams and there ain't 32 human beings in the world that can play quarterback, that's the fact. And right. some of them get thrown on the ground. And that's we don't we don't have enough of you. We got to put you back in. You got to go back in. Go back in. You're okay. What's one and one? Yeah, two. Right. Go. Go back in. <laughs> so in that respect, uh, you're absolutely right. I are you I've heard, you've heard me say this a bazillion times. I hate watching unders. I don't mind picking it up halfway through the second if I'm winning, because then every tick that goes on. But if you're a fan, you want home runs, right? You want touchdowns. That's fans want goals. Especially as they a don't fantasy want, analyst, so I'm putting all these player yeah, projections together. They don't want the, a guy to have 67 saves and a two to one win. That's not what people want. Sorry, Chris. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I had to get that off my chest. No, and I appreciate it. That's also why I appreciate Chaz because he helps save the day with some of those things where it's, you know, you want to pull your eyes out watching some of these games. At least you have something to kind of keep you interested. You, you can win money on an under. So if anything worse, you know, if it's, it's painful to watch, if I win money, it makes me feel better. Oh, it, so it, it's definitely nice. When the sports betting channel was out there, that's that's what it's, it is. It's watching a game from the sports betting perspective. It's not saying, well, some people will be really excited if they get this field goal. That's not what we do. We say, you know what? If I were people right now i'd hop on that team total for because their, they're gonna score again <laughs> you can feel it that kind of stuff and it really is but if if the whole audience that these the nfl wants watch it was betting like that half of them would end up in in you know rehab i mean i know it it's real you gotta have a lot of self-control when you're doing live action it's completely brutal uh, chris go ahead and finish your thought about the dallas cowboys though yeah, I think Dallas should be favored in this game. Look, Washington kind of showed you their true colors. They had been kind of way with playing some you know, underachieving teams, or not so good teams, I should say. And you have a, an offense that was kind of exposed, with the press, especially with their offensive line, how pathetic it is. Dallas gets pressure. Dallas showed you think you're pressure on anybody. I think Dallas is going to cover and win this game. What do you got in that game, Chaz? Yeah, there's not a, not a oh, my, oh, my God, uh, stat, but I have Dallas as one of my plays. I, I, you know what? They want me some money, right, recently. Yeah. Was it just recently, last last Thursday night or Sunday night or Monday night or whatever? Uh, you know what? Philadelphia won me some money. Dallas, when you win me money, I come back with you at least a little bit. Unless the matchup is just ugly, and uh, that's, that's not Washington. Oh, probably, they're ugly. Don't get me wrong, but it's not an ugly matchup. It's probably, generally speaking, a good motto to follow. How about this game? Uh, I mean, the only way I'd be interested in this game is if I had a fantasy player or if I was betting it, and that's the New York Jets against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Shocker, another 41 and a half over under. The Steelers favored at home, minus three and a half in this game. Yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers in that action. Zach Wilson coming back for his first game. I think at the very least, if nothing else, he's going to be rusty, no matter what you think about him. So I do think the Steelers actually win this game and win it by more than a field goal. So I will take the Steelers minus three and a half in this matchup. Not a lock bet, but that is where I would go. Go ahead, Chris. I have absolutely no feel for this game. I, I look at this, uh, the Jets offense. I mean, we're assuming that they're going to take a step back because Joe Flacco, I guess, is so awesome. I know that Russell Wilson should be rusty to a degree, but the Jets offense, it wasn't like they looked great. They just had a lot of volume out there. 
Um, on the flip side, Pittsburgh just is horrible, and Mitchell Trubisky just needs to get out of the game sooner than later. And if that doesn't happen, I think anybody can win this game. I mean, it's going to be basically uh, Chris, a war of attrition. Our NFL draft special. <laughs> when we were like, we Kenny Pickett is not a first rounder. We hate the pick, and now because Mr. Trubisky is so bad, so bad, we're like clamoring for Kenny Pickett to start. But I would actually say if they had Nate Peterman on our team, that would be the option right now to think about. <laughs> Just going to put that out there. It's how bad it looks right now. You need somebody who's willing to throw the ball more than five yards down the field. Hey, Jazz, can you put us out of our misery on this matchup? Well, no, there's a, co- there's, there's a couple. It's the New York Jets or New York Jets for the game. They've allowed 24-plus in eight of their last nine. Pittsburgh in the first quarter has scored three points or less in 10 of their last 11. And Pittsburgh at home in the first half are under six straight games. For the game, they've allowed 20 or less in seven. That's at home. Um, at uh, seven of the last eight, but I remember recently somebody you know was playing the Jets, and I thought, and they, they I guess they beat the Jets, and it was good. Was it Cincinnati? Maybe did Cincinnati beat the Jets? Was that yes. who it was? Yeah. yeah. Was okay. And team. they were like, wait, 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 come on, guys, let's calm down just a wee bit. <laughs> it was the New York Jets. They didn't win the Miami Dolphin game on Thursday night, so that's a little bit more of a, a tip in their cap, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's move into the Chargers and the Houston Texans, and we finally have my very first lock bet of this week. Lock them in. It's a lock. I'm locking in the Chargers at minus five against the Houston Texans this week. Justin Herbert practiced in full. That was all I needed to know to lock this game in at the line for the Chargers. Chris, do you agree? So Brandon Staley, since he's taken over the head coach, is 0-3 as the favorite on the road. And I 100% still agree with you, Dan Mater, because <laughs> I cannot see, even though the Chargers, because the Chargers, I think, are, are actually a team you feel bad for right now, they're going to actually pull it out and be the team that's like the orphan Annie of the situation for a change and be able to win the game. Because this team always has bad luck. Can't charge their way out of this one. <laughs> I think this is the one they finally win, and they get they get the, the gods to shine upon them for a change. Hey, Chaz, you want to back me up on this? Well, here's the thing: if that's one, of, if that lock is your lock for the parlay, you can't tell Vicky I'm betting the Chargers because that she's not. No, I would get in a lot of trouble. Okay, so was this opposite jinx? Up. Yeah, I, I have, uh, you know, she switched to Baltimore now. She's all, she wears Baltimore oh. stuff. She's at work. She works Sunday sometimes. She's watching the game on, on her phone, the Baltimore game. So here's what we've got for the uh, two of them, right? Houston in the first half, 7-1 and one against the spread in the last eight. And in the second half, they're 1-4 against the spread. So there's halftime. Uh, and the Chargers in the second half are 2-10 against the spread. I, um, I watch the Chargers every week because I don't have really a choice. They shove them down our throat. I'll have other games on other devices, but we have to. It's like a rule. San Diego, they burned us, but we still have to watch them. I couldn't put my hard-earned money on them. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> All right, let's get to our next matchup. And, Chris, I, I got to throw this out there. Like, from a fantasy perspective, the uh, overload on the 1 o'clock games this week is a little much. There's only three 4 o'clock games this week. We got, of course, we got the one London game. Everything else is one o'clock in the afternoon. So a lot of matchups are going to be decided before we even get to the late second half of afternoon. Like even it out a little bit better in the schedule there, guys. And why is the Chargers and Texans of all teams playing on a one o'clock game? But anyway, I digress. Let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks and the Detroit Lions. The Lions are minus three and a half. The over-under set at 47 and a half. I am surprised this line has not moved much given St. Brown's not going to play. DeAndre Swift's not going to play. 
even the other two wide receivers supposed to fill in for Detroit are kind of banged up in their own right. I'm going to take Seattle to cover at plus three and a half as a result of all of this. Cause look, Detroit, the one thing they hang their hat on is that they have a pretty good offense that people don't expect, but that offense is not going to be the same, especially without seeing Brown, the passing game. So I think Seattle, I don't think they win the game, but I think they cover. I do think Seattle wins the game. And I also think it's a good bet for the covering as well. I think Seattle's going to win this game. I know that people have written them off. Detroit has the offensive weapons are going to have a hard time. They're giving up 31 points a game. They score points, they're giving up 30 points a game. So that means right. Seattle's got a good matchup. They can score points as well. I think Seattle's going to win this game. It's a good matchup for them both sides of the ball. I had Seattle as a straight up winner. Jazz, what do you think? <laughs> Boy, I could not. If I wanted to, if I built two fences, I could not be more on the other side of the fence. Oh, man. I'd have to have three fences. Yeah, I get Detroit as one of my plays. They're, uh, and the reason is they're 6-1 and one against the spread in the first quarter. They're 6-1 and one against the spread for the game. At home in the second half, it's gone over 9 of 11. And at home in the second half, they've won six straight games against the spread. They won me some money, too, recently, so. I have some emotional attachment. I don't have a lock this week, so I might have. I might have. We may have a lock when we talk later. I got to pick a lock, so, but that's not it. But I do. I will have money on Detroit. We got. Uh, we'll have to keep our eye on that one. We got more games to talk about, so we'll figure it out. The Giants and the Bears. This game, I hope, ends incredibly quickly. The over/under is at thirty-nine and a half. What a joke! The Giants are favored at minus two and a half, probably rightfully so, believe it or not. And uh, yeah, I would take the Giants at minus two and a half because apparently the Bears do not allow Justin Fields to throw the ball more than 20 times in a game. If you can't throw the ball more than 20 times in a game, you're going to lose. So yeah, I'm taking the Giants. I don't feel good about it, but I actually probably feel good about it. more about it than some of the other games this week. So yeah, Giants minus two and a half for me, and I don't want to watch that game. Chris? Yeah, I'm not betting on this game. I'm not touching this game. I'm not watching this game. I'll check the, the box scores afterwards to see what Saquon and the running backs did is about it. Um, I think that you look at you know the situation in this game. This is the only thing I'm hopeful for is it's not as bad as last year where we literally saw uh, Joe Judge punt on third down. So hopefully well, it won't be gone, that bad. Chris, well, let's ask you real quick. Real quick. Three and one. One of these teams is going to be three and one after this weekend. Just just meld your mind around that fact real real quick for me. Uh, not just that. Let me throw this back back at you. There was three completions by the Giants of quarterbacks last game, <laughs> last time they played last year. So it's about Justin Fields struggling. Who knows what we could see this Sunday? If I if I remember remember correctly, who that was it was a Dale Jones playing in that game. It was somebody else playing in that game. No, they. I think they played uh, two quarterbacks. It was Mike Lennon started the game. I think somebody else came in at some point. And they. That's right. It was uh, it Jake was Fromm. Good. Jake Fromm came in the rest of that game. That's that's what it was. Yeah, it was dreadful. Uh, Chaz, do you have anything we should be excited well, about? No, what you said was beautiful. I looked right at it. I would never. If you told me it's week four, these two are playing, which one's going to be three and one? I said, there's no way either of those are going to be three and one. They could. <laughs> no, you, they might have three imagine wins. Imagine betting together. on that. You would have been making lots of money. Uh, so New York Giants, as, as you know. Technically, to me, that understreak is, is still live because I got a push. That's what it opened at, but it did drop. So if you're running late, I tell people, if you're running late, you know how it is, and you get to the casino or wherever you're betting uh, at like 510, and you just get to the line and then you get a bet in, you won where I got a push because it dropped two and a half points. But So I'm staying with that under because in the first half, um, the Giants are 1-8 against the spread. They scored 10 or less 
in 16 straight games. They haven't scored 11 points in a year in Look, the first half. Vegas set the under at 30 flat, and I would still take the under. I, I don't care. This game is just not going to be good. Uh, how about the Browns and the Falcons? It's basically a pickup game, Chris. Falcons at home. It's a minus one line for the Browns favorite on the road. A little bit surprised by that. A bit of a reflection, I think, about the fact that you're not going to have Javion Clowney and no Miles Garrett, most likely. They're still listed as questionable, but I don't think either one of them are going to play. I'm, if you're going to give me that on the on the road, I'm taking the Falcons plus one. I'm taking the Falcons outright in this game. It's not a lock bet, but I am going to take the Falcons outright if I'm betting anything. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not going to slip high jump, jump on this one, but if I'm going to bet on this game, I'm taking Atlanta outright too. I think Atlanta's giving you new- a lot of reason to believe in They've been trending in the right direction. Their offense is getting better. Their defense has been more aggressive this season. They've lost a lot of close games. Cleveland, you know, kind of bounced back last week. Jacoby Brissett looked good. But this is a team, you know, as Chad kind of alluded to, they didn't get to celebrate being the Jets. They lost to the Jets. So this is a team that you definitely can lose in Atlanta. Jazz, what are you thinking for that game? Actually, this will be the third week in a row that I bet Cleveland in the first quarter, and that was my only play of the game because they're on a 6-0 and against the spread streak, and in the last five, they have not given up a point in the first quarter. It's a really weird way to watch a game, but it really is like, it's really like, I, I don't know how to, it's like compacted sweetness, you know, like something's a little watermelon, maybe it's a little too sweet, you know, but you only got to put up with the Browns for 15 minutes, and they don't give up points. They're pretty good early, so we'll see what happens. All right. Real quick fantasy point. We talked about the running backs. You know, this guy earlier in some of our picks, but Nick Chubb could have a huge game versus Atlanta Rush. Yeah, defense. I'm purposely not talking about him because I have to play against him in a couple of leagues. <laughs> so I'm trying to kind of put that out of my mind right now, the fact that he's playing Atlanta this week. <laughs> and just hoping Understood. that maybe it's a cream hunt that he falls in the end zone and not a Nick Chubb play, but. Now that he's yeah. back in Georgia and celebrates. It's just, uh, just wishful thinking on my part for the, for the most part, to be honest. Uh, let's move into the Arizona Cardinals and the Carolina Panthers. Another pretty much pick em situation. The Cardinals are favored on the road at minus one. The over-under at 43 and a half. The Panthers did win at home last week against the Saints. It's really hard. As, as much as Arizona is struggling right now, and they are. It's really hard for me to ever think to myself, yeah, I'm going to put a bet on Baker Mayfield right now, the Carolina Panthers. It's just really hard for me to do that. So I am going to take the Cardinals minus one here. Uh, again, not a lock bet, but that that is the way I would go. How about you, Chris? Well, in defense of your bet, I'll you know, point out Arizona has won seven straight outright as a road underdog. Um, I struggle with some of these teams when they travel to the East Coast. For a long time, the Raiders were one of those teams that always struggled to come to the East Coast. To me, Arizona's one of the teams that struggles when it comes to the Far East. I do have some concerns that the team hasn't looked good at all this season. While I agree with betting on Baker Mayfield is never a good idea, usually when you bet against him is when he shows up sometimes. So it's going to be interesting to see when he gets his protege, per se, facing Kyler Murray to try to show up for this game. Uh, but I'm with you. If you're going to bet on this game, take Arizona, probably. What do you think, Chaz? Yeah, well, Arizona is one of my plays, and Carolina in the second half, one and nine against the spread in their last ten. Now, of course, that was not Baker Mayfield, but it's kind of funny because uh, just like you could have teams that you don't play, there are people that I know that have quarterbacks. I don't touch a game if that kid's in it because, like you said, Chris, as soon as I bet against him, he becomes Superman, you know? Uh, Arizona, also, uh, Carolina at home, one and seven in their last eight against the spread. Arizona on the road, as Chris alluded to, I think I used that word actually properly there. Mm-hmm. Nine and one against the spread in their last 10 road games. Yeah, I got, mm-hmm. I got one for you. 
Sure. Over and under, which of these coaches is coaching in college sooner? Uh, Matt Rule. There's no contest. I, I would say Kingsbury would follow him, but they gave Kingsbury an extension before the season started, so he's probably not going anywhere. So it would be Matt Rule. Matt Rule has actually been the guy that I've been harping on is going to get fired first of all the coaches in the NFL anyway. So We, re- we remember that Cliff Kingsbury story, right, where it was a, well, he stopped in an airport for a little, right? Was on another team for like a week, maybe not even – Two days or whatever. Yeah. wasn't that him? Yeah, and then he that went, was him. And and he's has he done anything but underperform there? I mean, I guess they made the playoffs one year. Uh, outside of that, yeah, uh, you got me. <laughs> Which has, you talked about this with all their shows though. There's bad franchises, and for underperforming in Arizona, that's kind of a hard thing to say. What is underperforming True. in Arizona? Valid. And like underperforming in Cleveland. Yeah, 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 no, very good, very well put. Very well put. <laughs> Uh, let's move into our second of three four o'clock games and my next lock bet of the week because I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, I guess. Lock him in. It's a lock. I got the Denver Broncos winning this game outright because they're actually underdogs. It's, it's minus two and a half in favor of the Raiders in Vegas right now. I'm sorry, Josh McDaniels. You suck as a head coach, and I'm going to bet on the suckiness of Russell Wilson to be better than your suckiness as a head coach. And uh, that's why I got the Denver Broncos winning this game at plus two and a half, and I'm locking in as my underdog pick of the week and my outright bet of the week. I like the guts. I like the balls. Yeah, I had Denver last week. I don't have the same guts this week. I'm not really sure what's going to happen in this game. The Raiders are basically playing for their season. Josh McDaniels is playing for his coaching career. So I think Denver will show up. I mean, uh, the Raiders will show up, but this game's going to be kind of a pick 'em game. Russell Wilson, just what's going on? I don't um, know. You expect him to be able to do something in this game, but uh, yeah, I'm not betting on anything in Denver right now. Chaz, what do you think about this game? Well, we got Denver in the first quarter, one and six against the spread, and Denver in road games for the game, one and six against the spread. So um, they're, they're getting points, all right? Yes, the Broncos are getting points. Yes. Yeah, so they're also averaging fourteen I, I, points. I, I, I'm not. Season. I'm not touching that game. <laughs> they scored two total touchdowns offensively. <laughs> I mean, there were people that won with the Raiders last week on you know on a, on a really a, a bad backdoor cover. It was really a bad beat. It really was. They, yeah, really, because they weren't playing good at all. I you know when you watch a team and they just look bad, it's you've mentioned a few of them today, three or four of them. It's hard to even think of putting money on them. That's what I'm saying. The Broncos outright. Uh, we got the pa- the Packers and the Patriots. The Packers, you ready for this? Are minus nine and a half favorites in this game. The over under is at forty. So to have that low of an over under, but yet have the Packers basically covering with double digit points, tells you a lot about what Vegas thinks about the Patriot offense right now with Brian or um, excuse me Axel Hoyer leading the way. I'm not touching. This game. This is the only game I think that I'm not touching at all. But what about you, Chris? Well, just because numbers, Green Bay is 7-1 against the spread. Um, they have been covering in eight days when they expected to beat teams bad. They usually do. And this isn't the same Green Bay team as you know expected to be. But as you kind of alluded to, this Patriot offense could be awful. I mean, Matt Jones was kind of, you know, wasn't performing at his level. But they're putting Brian Hoyer, who hasn't won in there. Or, I'm sorry, Axel Hoyer. Or whatever the hell he wants to call himself, he hasn't won in the game in the last 11 games he started. So whatever that means, he doesn't score. They don't do anything. Last time he was out there, they got shut out. They lost by 24 points. I can expect something similar to happen where it could be easily 17 nothing, 24 nothing game. 
It could be. It could be. What do you think, Chaz? Well, I, I like Green Bay just because I've seen both these teams play. And you know, this is not a Green Bay team that we've seen in the past that could nah. play for an NFC championship right now. But, boy, New England looks stinky poo. They really do. Then I look at the data, and the data says Green Bay at home in the first half is 11-2 against the spread. So what do you do in college when it's a big favor, right? You bet it heavy first half because you never know what's going to happen in the second half. And so I'm treating this like a college game. Then I look, and Green Bay in the second half, 1-6, and six, and their last seven against the spread. So that's the way to play that game, I think. Go in heavy and then walk away and don't care what happens. And the, and if you do get a back door, uh, you don't have to worry about it. But I think I think Green Bay is a better team for sure. But yeah, I got to yeah. tell you, I had a walk-off. I, I sent you a note. I don't know if you saw it because you were working so hard on the show. But I got a walk-off uh, to Lane. Yeah. Moneyline walk-off winner. And I thought, you don't get walk-offs in football very often. Right? No, you, don't. You, know, you may have an easy winner. The guys may kneel at the end. You know, you might have to uh, you might have to survive an onside kick, that kind of thing. But this was an overtime walk-off winner. It was really cool, and it was money line, plus 145, too. Very nice, very yeah. nice. Just to, that, just to that point real quick, though, shout out Nick Chubb for not taking a knee. I know your team lost, but we appreciate the fantasy fans. Yes, as fantasy fans, we very, very much appreciate it. I don't know if he'll ever do it again now as a result of that, <laughs> but we very much appreciate it as fantasy fans. Uh, I got my next lock them in. My lock them in. It's a lock. I'm locking in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win. They're minus one. So it's basically another pick situation Sunday night against the Kansas City Chiefs. I think there's a lot of motion going on right now with the hurricane. Tom Brady is getting some weapons back this week. I think the Bucs have just looked like the better team because they haven't looked that great, but they haven't had their weapons on offense. The Chiefs haven't looked that great. They haven't been hindered at all from injury. just haven't looked that great. So I'm taking Tampa Bay to win this game outright Sunday night in Tampa Bay with all the weather and all the craziness going on. And that's my lock, one of, one of my other lock bets of the week. But what do you think, Chris? Tom Brady, 45 years old, having perhaps his worst season since 2003. Um, you know, it really looks bad out there for him. But as you alluded to, it could get a whole lot brighter starting this week. And I think this is a game that this team's kind of been quietly been waiting for. I think the Chiefs on the flip side, you know, they show them kind of their, what they could do week one. They got a little lazy the last couple of weeks, and I think it kind of bit them in the butt last week versus Tampa Bay, which didn't have Darius, didn't have Shaq Leonard, didn't have all their best players, and still got dominated the line of scrimmage. Tampa Bay can definitely dominate the team's line of scrimmage, can cause Patrick Mahomes some problems, and this receiving core and Juju Smith and his slow ass isn't going to make anybody threatened. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win this game outright and definitely wind up winning a cover the game as well. Jazz, you're also on my side. Well, uh, you know, I'm not on that game at all, but in uh, this is Tampa Bay staff for the second half, they're six and zero against the spread. They allow ten or less in the last ten of eleven. So, uh, you know, they're, they're a good team. In second half, good teams are good teams. Kansas City on the road in the first half, they score fourteen plus in five out of six. Okay. But I don't have a play in that game. All right. So our last game that we're going to talk about is the Monday night game, the 49ers versus the Rams. That line has moved a little bit. It was at minus one and a half. It is now minus two in favor of San Francisco. And I have my last and final lock bet of the week. Lock them in. It's a lock. Shanahan owns him some Sean McVay. Maybe not in the conference championship game when it mattered the most. I will never forget that game. Tart dropping the game-winning interception. But... They do beat the Rams. And coming off of a really bad loss against Denver, 
this is the perfect situation for them to rebound against a good team, get back on track. This just feels like a Shanahan thing to do. So I'm taking the 49ers. I'm taking my team in a lock. I don't do that very often, as you guys know. You guys know me very well. I usually do not take my team in a lock, but I usually, if anything, I go the other way. But I am feeling them this week against the Los Angeles Rams, owning them in this matchup. The Rams haven't looked great. I think the 49ers defensive line might dominate that offensive line of scrimmage, and that's the big reason why I am taking San Francisco in a lock bet. Yeah, you know, the Rams have not beat the 49ers in three straight years in the regular season, so you have a lot of reasons as a 49er fan to feel very confident in this game. I, however, will be not touching this game because there's logic that tells me the Rams are the better team, and there's what's happened the last six, three years that the 49ers own them for some reason. And I can't argue with what's happening versus what I feel should be happening. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Chaz? Well, that, that is one of my plays. I uh, looked at the data, and on the road, San Francisco um, has won the game, and the game has gone under in four of the last five. So we're not talking about one stat. We're talking about a parlay. So four out of five, two teamers hit. And then the Rams in the first half, they're five and one against the spread. The under is six for six. So that two teamer with the Rams in the under is five for six. So that's what I'm doing. I'm taking the under. And then the first half I'm beating, I'm betting, I'm beating, I'm beating the bookie. I'm betting uh, the Rams and under for the game. I bet in San Francisco and under my play, my, my play for the parlay is the under. All I made right. the decision right there as it words were coming out of my mouth. See, wait till the final game. And we finally found the lock. Of it, So I'm going to go through the player props and then we'll go through our parlay. Chris, you can help me out with the player props here. Alvin Kamara, 52 and a half rushing yards. I'm taking the over as my lock player prop against the Minnesota Vikings. I think they're going to have to lean on him to get the offense going, especially Andy Dalton starting a quarterback. It's a nice match because the Minnesota Vikings. So I am taking the over at 52 and a half rushing yards for Alvin Kamara this week in London. Yeah, I like it. I wouldn't throw too many shekels on it just because it's, for some reason, the usage of Alvin Kamara has been strange at best for the last like year and a half now. But I do think that they have to lean on him. They should be leaning on him. Um, it should be a game that, you know, Alvin Kamara gets to bust out finally. Derek Carr, you're probably not with me on this because you kept throwing his name out in DFS, but 269 and a half passing yards. I am on the under against Denver. I just don't think there's going to be a lot of movement here. Denver's defense, while the offense has struggled, the defense has been very good. And Derek Carr hasn't been all that impressive being able to get on the same page in that new scheme. I'm taking the under at 269.5 yards for Derek Carr this week. The only reason, the only reason that I talked about Derek Carr is because Denver has the highest pass percentage against them, both at neutral rate and behind the game. So overall, Denver is basically is a pass funnel team defensively. So that's why they, they basically are allowing passing yards. It's not necessarily defense is bad or anything like that. But they have really got passing guards. Let's talk about Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins, he's going to play more this week than he did last week. He looked okay last week. I know they're playing against the Buffalo Bills, but his line is 35 and a half rushing yards. I'm taking the over. He was already over that last week, and I think he'll play more than he did last week. That's a tough one. I want to go with you on that one really bad. I love J.K. Dobbins. I just look at that Ravens team and right now outside of Lamar. I don't know if anybody ever gets 35 yards rushing right now. They only did well, he, almost he went over week. 35 last he week. He did. He did. And splitting time with Justice Hill, which I think he'll be yeah. the, on the majority share of this week. That's, that's a, a low. I, I mean, that's a low number for a guy. Oh, it's a low number. But but 
the Chaz, the running backs in, in general hadn't gotten more than five yards for the first two weeks. So it was kind of it's it's that's why it's number is a number. <laughs> um, so it's gonna yeah, be no, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's, a, last, that's a good one. That's a good one. My, la- my last player prop lock of the week is my number one receiver of the week, Stephon Diggs, 84 and a half receiving yards, and I got the over against Baltimore. I like that. I think Seth Ogden is going to have an extra guard from last week and kind of what happened last week why originally have 40 yards. But we also know, you know, him and Josh Allen are basically uh, sympathetic right now, and they and they have locked in together. So I think Stephon Diggs is a nice play versus defense. That's the top total of the week, too. If you're gonna if you're gonna pick a game to have a receiver go over, you use the top total of the game week. That makes sense. Or top All right, so let's the cap. Love it, love it. Let's cap the show off with our three team parlay or our three way parlay, I should say. So Chaz, you're taking the under on the 49 on the Monday night game as your lock of the week. I like that. Chris, I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus one as my lock bet of the week. What is your lock bet of the week? Well, we're not going to tell Chaz's wife. My lock bet of the week is the Chargers over the Texans. <laughs> At minus five. <laughs> keep, keep it down, guys. Keep it down. That's going to do it for the show. I hope you guys enjoyed the Cashing Friday. Remember, sign up. For the ways to win the Jameson Williams jersey that we give away. How much, the end is, of the how much does it cost again to sign up for your guys' contest? Free. It's I zero. Thought, just, it's I was zero. just making sure. And that jersey that you give away is not free. Just so you know that. Exactly. I'm just. I just want to get you guys involved. I want. I, I want to show my appreciation for you guys in MD Nation. This is what this is all about. So sign up for free on the DraftKings contest. The link is in the description. The link is in the comments. The link is also on social media at Show. Or do yourself a favor because you can just take me one-on-one instead of playing against a bunch of people. When you go to flex.fan, bellyupff, and play on the Flex Fantasy app where you can download and import your leagues from Sleeper and Yahoo that you've already drafted. Look for me in the arena. It's the main thing. And take on the MDFF show. If you beat me head to head, your name also goes into the list. So let's get it going, guys. Can't wait for Sunday. Remember, hit us up on social media. If you have any star sick questions, we'll be available to you guys throughout. Download us on your favorite podcast app. Subscribe to our YouTube channel because we'll be back on Monday night. And Chaz, as you always like to say. Always be cashing, guys. We'll see you guys soon. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.